Hi everyone, welcome to Tess Talks. I'm your host, Tess Amber, and today I wanted to talk about 2018 as a recap, I guess, because it's 2019, it's the first full week of 2019, um, and I wanted to just kind of start off um, the new year by recapping what my 2018 was, because I think there were so many elements to 2018 that... I kind of look back at and realize how much growth I did in 2018, but how much um, hardships there were as well. Like it was, it was a roller coaster of a, a year. But I would overall say that 2018 was probably the best year I've had in a really, really long time um, in terms of like personal growth. Um, I guess I'll just start off with January of 2018. So a year ago, um, I was, this is, this is the crazy part is I was single for the first time, January, 2018. I was, I had been single for the first time in like four years. I think, I think it was four years. Um, I was in two serious relationships kind of back to back and um i would not recommend doing that by the way that was probably um not good on my part just mentally and emotionally um as i'm sure you could imagine but um i was single for the first time in a really long time starting off the new year and it was crazy because i was in the state of mind where I didn't know how to be single. I didn't know how to be alone. Um, I didn't know what it was like to live life without a boyfriend. And it was it was really hard because I had a boyfriend from the time that I was 17 until I was 21. And so it was just like crazy to think that for those years, I had so much growth, but I had growth with a guy next to me at all times. So there was never really any growth for myself, um, which is hard thinking about it like looking back I feel bad for my old self like I'm sad for her because I had so many things in my head that was telling me that I had to have a boyfriend at all times and like if I didn't have a boyfriend you know I wouldn't be living life as great as I could be and I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do because I didn't have a boyfriend um and so being single for the first time after a long time um was crazy and starting off the new year of course I was so emotional. I had so many different emotions all the time. I was so moody. I didn't know like what I wanted. I was, I was afraid to go shopping by myself. I was afraid to like just go places because, um, you know, I didn't want to be seen alone. I thought that that was like a negative thing to be seen alone or to go to lunch by yourself or even go to the movies by yourself. Like I, like in your head, that's just, a bad negative thing, even though it really isn't. It's like a, I see it as like an empowering thing to do. Um, like an, an empowering statement, like going to get food by yourself or going to the movies by yourself. Um, I think that, you know, you just have to be comfortable with who you are in order to do those things. And I wasn't at the time, I was not comfortable with myself. I, truly really didn't even know myself. I was like a stranger in my own mind. It was crazy. Like (laughs) thinking about it, um, I had to relearn. I basically had to reintroduce myself to myself, which sounds kind of crazy, but 
it was it was what I had to do in order to better myself. Um, like I said, I was an emotional wreck like all the time. Like I was <laughs> I was all over the place. One minute I would be super super happy, and then the next minute I would be crying over something stupid. So it was just you know little things like that. It was like a, a, con- a constant moody fest. Um, and so that was pretty much all of January, and um, it was a roller coaster of just emotions all January. And then in February. I, um, started to go out more. Um, I pretty much went out like to the bars probably Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Like it was pretty much like, like five to six days a week I was going out drinking and just because I didn't want to deal with reality. Like I was still trying to figure out who I was and figure out myself. And, you know, because I was kind of newly 21, it was still like, um, I was still freshly 21, I would say. And, um, in February. And so I was just going to the bars. I was living the bar life. And when I was at the bars, I could like, I could, flirt, I guess, <laughs> which I hadn't been able to do um in a while cuz I again, I hadn't been single in a while. So, I was able to flirt with people. Um I was able to kind of finesse my way into getting free drinks and I was just living the single life. I was getting a lot of attention from guys um and I was able to give them attention back, you know, and I was just figuring out like what I wanted to do with my life. And I, I mean, I was going to school and, um, but I was going out like a lot and I was just drinking a lot. And, um, I had a lot of negative times during the month of February because I was just like, I still wasn't dealing with the emotions that came with me being on my own for once, you know? Um, and so then, when March came around, I um, I finally stopped going out because and this is the main reason I stopped going out is because I was um, I was actually going to Pennsylvania um, every single weekend in March because I was on Team USA uh, for baton twirling. I'm not sure if any of you know what baton twirling is, but I was on Team USA for baton twirling um, the this past year, and I w- had the privilege of going to Pennsylvania every single weekend to practice with my team, um, and it was it was a very hectic month, but honestly, it was so much fun because. I would, you know, I would start off the week, let's say on Monday, and go through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday night, I would drive from school, I would drive all the way home, back to my home in Illinois, um, and then I would drive Friday morning, super, super early with my team, some of my teammates, and we would go to Pennsylvania, we would drive all the way there every weekend, (laughs) and then we would leave Sunday night, and I would drive back to school Monday morning, and that's how my weeks would be every single week in March. And like, it sounds so crazy and hectic. And it was, it was very hectic and stressful because I still was worrying about school and I also still had to work at the time. So there was a lot that I was doing, but at the same time, I was seeing some of my great friends every weekend and spending every weekend with them. And I was also spending weekends with my brother and more time with my family. And I really think that it helped me more than anything, because getting out of the environment that I put myself in when I was at school, I took myself out of it, and I was spending time with the people that actually cared about me and loved me, 
and wanted me to succeed and I felt good with them. You know, I felt like I could be myself with them. I didn't have to do anything different or extra. I could just like be who I am, be my crazy self and um, just kind of learn that it's okay to be yourself and people will still accept you if you're yourself. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be another person because honestly, being yourself is the most relieving thing that I've learned probably is just being yourself and owning who you are as a person is probably the biggest, um, life lesson that I learned in the month of March, just like, and looking back, obviously I didn't know it at the time, but now I look back and I realize that that's what it was, was I was just learning to accept myself and learning to accept others. Um, and yeah, so basically all of March I was traveling back and forth from, I would go from um, Wisconsin to Chicago to Pittsburgh and then from Pittsburgh to Chicago to Wisconsin. Like it was like such a trip <laughs> the whole month of March. Um, and then towards the end, the last week of March, um, my team and I, we actually um, all traveled together to Norway and competed in Norway. And it was amazing. Like I wish, I can't even put into words how amazing that week in Norway was. I was with my team, um, of course, the entire week. And I was, you know, I was with my mom and my brother. My mom and my brother um, were there. My brother was also on Team USA with me. And that in itself, just being with my brother on Team USA was a whole experience. Like, that was probably, because I've been twirling since I was um, six. And he joined when he was three. And um, so we've been twirling together for a very long time. And then when I retired, quote unquote retired, (laughs) from twirling, um, it was right before my senior year of high school. So I had done it with him for a very long time. And then I, um, took a break, but he kept going. Um, and then I watched him go to two different team USA, um, competitions. So I watched him go to Switzerland. I also watched him go to Italy. And every time that I would watch him, I would be, um, a spectator. And so I would sit in the stands and I would watch him perform and I would watch him do all of the team USA activities. And I would just be like, I would look at my mom and I would just look at her and I would be like, mom, I really, I wish that I could be on that team. Like what I would give to be on that floor, you know, because as a baton twirler, like that's the goal is to make it on Team USA. Like that's the end goal, you know, Um, and that's a dream of so many twirlers. And so to finally be able to do that, even though I was retired, like I hadn't been twirling for four years, I think at that point. And um, when I was asked or when I, when I, I guess... Um, joined Team USA. It was, it was incredible. It was the best experience. Um, and honestly, it came at just the right time. You know, it was me figuring out who I was. And then I joined this team that made me so much stronger, not only physically, because I physically had to get in shape for the team. <laughs> but I also, you know, mentally and emotionally had to become stronger. And I had to Um, it felt good. It felt really, really good to be a part of a team again. It felt so good to be doing the sport that I grew up doing. Um, it was so, it was so incredible. It was, I wish that I could like put into words better (laughs) how Team USA and how being on that team and everyone on that team made me feel. Um, when I was in Norway, actually, I was rooming with my mom and it was, so much fun. I love my mom. My mom and I are very, very close. We have a really good relationship. Um, 
I tell her everything and she of course tells me a lot of things about her life as you know we're like friends we're good friends but she's also my mom so I have respect for her as a mom but only not only as a mom but as a friend too you know what I mean so anyway so her and I were rooming together and it was so much fun to just like spend girl time with her because I hadn't done that in a while my mom and I haven't had like a whole week of just girl time and Uh, Of course, that week was not just my mom and I spending time together because I had to be with the team, but it was fun to, you know, basically have sleepovers with my mom every night. Like, it was, it was just fun. I don't know. And, um, of course, my brother and I were there, and my brother and I hadn't spent a full week of, like, just us all the time because I was at school and he was still at home. Um, he was still a senior in high school at the time, so we hadn't spent time together in a while, and it was just so nice because... I finally felt more like myself than I had in January and February, you know, um, January and February, I wasn't myself. I wasn't the nicest person to my family because I was taking all my anger and emotions out on them and I wasn't doing the best job that I could have been as a sister and as a daughter. I don't think that I was doing the best job I could have been. So that that week when I was in Norway, I really felt like I was myself and I was, you know, doing the things that I wanted to do with my family. And so um, having them there really, really helped. And then, of course, having my teammates, who I grew super close with. um, I I got really close to some of my teammates. And it was awesome because, I don't know, I just, it was so much fun to start a new group of friends and realize that, like, these people know more about me than some of my other friends do just because I'm constantly with them. So, you know, secrets come out and deep, dark secrets that you never thought you would tell anybody, you know, come out. And they saw me at my worst because I would wake up and go to practice and I wouldn't have any makeup on. My hair would be like unwashed. It would be gross. Like I would just look disgusting, but they accepted me, you know, (laughs) and that felt good. And we accepted each other for our flaws. Um, and I think as a teammate, you just have to, you have to learn that not everyone has the same skill set as you and you have to use their weaknesses and their strengths to make your team stronger, you know? So either way, um, it was an amazing week. Um, and I just remember one of the major things about that week was the opening ceremonies. Um, If you know nothing about baton twirling, basically it's the long metal stick (laughs) that, um, like you see in parades or at, um, college football games, like there's a feature twirler or, um, like a twirl team, you know, and basically we just throw the metal stick up in the air. We do some spins, maybe some flips if we're fancy. Um, you know, people do illusions, which is... I don't even know how to explain an illusion. You basically just like dip your head down, you kick your leg up. I don't, it's a whole thing. Look it up on YouTube. Baton twirling, you know, you'll get a bunch of results. Either way, baton twirling is um it is a sport, and for those who say it's not a sport, um tr- you try to do it. You try to not hit yourself in the head, the face, the shoe, the shoe. <laughs> the foot I meant. Um, you know, you try to do a three spin and catch it behind your back or behind your head without looking. And then you tell me it's not a sport. Just saying, just saying, no shade, no shade, but baton twirling is a sport. It's a very hard sport. It takes a lot of skill, a lot of practice. I'm not even as good as they come. Let me tell you. Okay. My brother, for one, he is incredible at baton twirling. I, I admire him for baton twirling, but anyways, baton twirling, is, um, so it's the sport and 
Team USA, um, and we call it Worlds. So the Worlds competition is basically where teams from all around the country, all around the country, geez, all around the globe come together in one country. So this year, or last year, it was um, Norway. In the past, it's been Switzerland, Belgium, Italy, you know, different countries. And um, all these countries come together, and we compete against each other in different categories. So basically... It's like the the Olympics, but smaller, <laughs> and only with baton twirling because there's no there's really no other sports. I I don't know if there's dancing or anything. I don't I I might be wrong in that, but um, it's basically just baton twirling. And so basically, we still have um, opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies, and then the competition, of course. And for opening ceremonies, all the countries are there. We're all in our warm ups, you know, our country's warm ups. And um, Team USA, I think, was the largest team country that was in Norway this past year. Um, team USA is huge. And so there's a lot of us. I think there was 300 or so team members this past year. I'm, I don't even know. Don't quote me on that because I could be wrong. But there was a lot of us. Okay, so you get the gist. So there was a couple hundred of us on the team. And... Um, we all were in our warm-ups and, um, you know, they play the opening ceremony song and it's this big curtain. It was in this huge arena. It was in Lillehammer, Norway. So it was where the Olympics were held in some year. I don't know. I really should get my facts straight before I like tell you guys these things, but either way. So it was in this huge arena and half of the arena was, um, closed off by a curtain. And so before we walked out onto the floor, all the countries were sitting behind this curtain, just relaxing, you know, waiting for us to be called out. And so the opening ceremonies start and we're all lined up behind the curtain waiting to go out. And, um, we start walking out and my brother was actually right in front of me he was in the line right in front of me and um I was off to the side in the line behind him but I all I remember is just turning around the the corner of the curtain and seeing there was like all these lights on us and the audience was of course behind the lights and um there was huge bleachers like I'm not there was thousands of thousands of people there. And I remember just turning the curtain and I had to wave the American flag like as I walked, I guess. <laughs> and as I turned the corner, I, I literally got tears in my eyes because I was like, oh my God, like I made it. Like I, like this is the moment that I have been waiting for since I was six years old. Like this is the little girl twirler in me, like get lit, getting to live her dream. And it was, it was amazing. Like I wish that you would understand what, like how amazing it was. I can't even put it into words. I'm like stumbling over my words because it was so amazing. But I just remember turning that corner and hearing the, the crowd cheering and clapping and hearing the the announcer say, Team USA, you know, and it was like, it was so incredible. And I, I remember looking over at my brother and seeing him wave the flag. And even now I'm like getting choked up thinking about it because it was just so, so emotional for me in a good way. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, like I made it. Like I... I did this. I didn't have a guy standing next to me. I didn't have a boyfriend. Like, I did this on my own. Like, this is the huge, like, dream coming true of mine. And I did it on my own. I didn't have a guy helping me or next to me or supporting me. Like, it was all me. I supported myself doing this. 
And I, that was like a pivotal moment. Um, not only just that week, but like my life, like looking back mentally, that was a huge moment for me. Um, and then of course we performed with the team and, um, it was amazing. It was a once in a lifetime experience for sure. Um, I will never, ever forget that week. It was probably the best week of my life up to this date. That's honestly, that's how I, that's where I peaked. Like that's what, that's how I feel like I peaked, like living my best life in Norway. It was amazing. Um, and then we came home and, um, that whole month of March, I took a break from drinking. Like I said, I didn't, um, I didn't go out for like a whole month and it was, it was the best thing for me, honestly, because, let me tell you, I was, ooh, I was drinking too much. I was spending too much money. Like, my liver and my my mental needed a break. You know what I mean? Like, I just needed a second to regroup and be like, Tess, you got to save your money. You can't spend it all on the alcohol because it will kill you, you know? And so, um, so that was a hard lesson that I had to learn. But I learned it. Um, and coming back after Norway... Um, I obviously came back to school. It was April now and, um, school got hard because I had missed so much school, um, from being in Norway and also from traveling back and forth to Pittsburgh every weekend. So, um, school got really hard in April, but I really worked through it. I was also working still at the restaurant and really trying to do as best as I could at not only having a social life, but also doing really well in school. And, you know, I was also going to the gym. Um, I was working out as often as I could because I had like this, I was on a high from Norway and I was on a high from constantly working out and practicing with my team. So I was like, oh my gosh, I might as well just carry this over, you know? So I started going to the gym. I got my body right. I was eating good. I lost weight. Like I was really feeling myself. Like April and May, I would say I was feeling myself so hard. And then, you know, school ended. I went home for the summer back to Chi Town. I, um, I started an internship and it was, it was amazing. I started my internship. It was my second internship with this company. Um, it was a great company. It was not even in my field of study, but it was, um, it was a sales internship and I had never once in my life thought about doing sales, but that company made it fun. And that internship was so much fun. I did that all summer. Um, and I made so many good friends. I was friends, like really, really close friends with all of the sales interns. It was so much fun. We had so many good times. Um, even thinking about the times like are making me laugh because it's just, we were hilarious. I'm not, I'm not even, not even going to hide it. We were all funny. We all had like great personalities and they all meshed really, really well together. Like we all had our distinctive roles in the group too. Like we had a group mom, you know, we had a group prankster, a group jokester, you know, we of course had, had, um, the, the comedic relief. Um, I was probably, I don't even know what my role was, but I would say my role was probably partly comedic relief because I'm not going to lie. I am funny and I do a lot of funny things and people 
in the group, you know, would make fun of me, which is fine because I would laugh with it, you know, but it was all jokes. It was all fun. Um, we all had really good times and it was just a good time. Like this past summer was really fun. I was going up to my friend's lake house pretty much almost every weekend. Um, to like, we would go on his boat and we would go on the jet ski and I, I was getting tan, you know, I was loving my body. I was like, Hey, and I was just feeling myself. And at this point I didn't worry about like guys or a relationship like I was really just living my life and if a guy would flirt with me or anything I'd be like uh yeah but like see ya not into you you know what I mean like I was just like dodging boys and I was like no I don't want to talk to you don't flirt with me if you want to buy me a drink that's cool I'll take the free drink but I don't want anything serious like I don't want anything you know and um and yeah and I was just really living up my life I was just trying to figure out how to make money and have a good time at the same time. And that's exactly what I did. I would say all summer, I was just living the life. Um, There were a few downfalls in summer, I will say. I totaled, here's here's the kicker, I totaled two cars in a matter of two weeks in, in, in the summer. Um, what I did was, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, please remember to get your oil changed, uh, especially if you have an older car. Um, that was the mistake I made. I had a 1997 car. Um, didn't change the oil because, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I didn't think it was necessary. But long story short, I um, that car stopped working for me. Then I bought a new car, okay, with my own money, okay? Then got in a car accident, totaled it. Yes, yes. And the accident was, you guessed it, my fault. Yeah. Um, again, I would also advise to not reach for chapstick when you're coming to a stoplight because, well... <laughs> It'll come on up on you sooner than you think, I guess. Um, it's just little life lessons with Tess, I guess. But anyways, so that was kind of a downfall. I was out of a car for a little bit. Um, but I was still going to my internship, and my intern friends were really hyping me up. They were like, Tess, it's okay. You know, they got my back. They were really, they were nice. You know, and my mom was driving me to school, or to school. Oh, my goodness. My, <laughs> my mom was driving me to work every morning like she did when I was going to school. Um, but she was driving me to work every morning, so I would get a little mom time in the morning. We would get coffee together, you know, we would just chat, chat it up, girl talk. Um, so it was, it was fine. It ended up being okay. Um, and then towards the end of summer, the internship ended. Um, I was moving into a new apartment. Um, I actually had a friend help me move out of my house. Thank God, because I could not have done that alone, moved out of my house. And then my brother actually helped me move into my new apartment. Um, and I moved into my new apartment and it was amazing. It was like I, so basically how my new apartment is set up, it's a little different than the typical apartment style. Basically it's three levels. Um, and there's two bedrooms on the top floor where my two roommates live. And then we have like the main floor with the living room and kitchen. And then there's a basement with its own bathroom and room. And that is where I sleep. That is where I reside. Um, which is really nice because I like having my own space and, 
Um, it's nice because I'm away from my other two roommates, so it's really my own space, and I get my own bathroom, so it's great. It's really, it's a nice apartment, and the two roommates I live with are so, they're two of my really good friends, and they're amazing, and I love them both, um, and we have really good times together, and, um, you know, there's, like, a group of friends that always hang out at, at my apartment, and it's, it's so much fun. It's just, we all have a good time, um, and especially, you know, last year I lived in a house and I lived with, um, five other people. Yes. Five other people, two guys and three other girls include, and not, not including myself. So I was the fourth girl. Um, and it was, it was hard to say the least, I would say. Um, it was not ideal for myself just because personally, um, I was just going through a lot when I was living at that house and mentally it was just not a good space for me. Um, there's a lot of backstories and it's a really long story actually, so I won't get into it, but it was just not a healthy environment for me to be in. So coming to this apartment, um, really set the, the mind for greatness because there, it's, it's just a really good environment and I have a really good time here. Um, so I moved into my new apartment and I was super excited to start my senior year of college and, um, you know, I was just looking forward to senior year and starting it fresh and starting it strong. Um, I was still working at the restaurant, so I had all my friends at the restaurant and it was good. It was really good. Um, first day of classes though, first day of classes. So now we're in September. Okay. So all summer living my best life, doing great. September 1st, um, is September. Oh my gosh. Sorry. September 1st. We all know that September 1st is September, but first day of classes start right after Labor Day. Um, and I walk into my first class. Um, super excited because I, I was in class with my best friend. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this class. I walk into class. The professor calls me out to the hallway right away. So I've had this professor before. So I walk on into the hallway and I was like, Oh, hi, how was your summer? You know, whatever. Um, and then he tells me that my GPA is too low, um, to be in any upper level major classes, which were the only classes that I was taking that, that semester. So this past fall, I was only in my upper level major classes and I had to be dropped from every single one of those because my GPA was, um, too low for the major. Um, and that was when he said that I seriously felt like my whole world was coming down. Like it, it felt like everything that I had worked for for the past three years just collapsed. Like, I seriously didn't even know what to do or where to begin. So, um, so that professor told me that, and he was like, you know, you need to go to the advising office, you need to figure out what to do so that you can stay in school, X, Y, and Z, you know. So, anyways, so I figured it out. I um, ended up meeting with the head of my department, and he was super, super helpful, he worked with me for hours trying to figure out, you know, what would be best in my schedule. Um, and he was very flexible with me. So it ended up being fine. I ended up taking classes that I needed to. So it, this semester was tough because at the very beginning, you know, I was very excited. And then to hear basically that, like, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, um, it was hard. And so mentally, I didn't... I 
went into a really bad space. Um, this past semester was really hard because I didn't feel motivated to do school anymore because in my head I was like, well, if I don't try, then I can't fail, you know? Um, but if I do try and I still fail, like then, then what's the point, you know? And in, in my head it was, that's what was going through it. And my mom was trying to be really helpful and she was trying to be supportive and I, but I didn't want to hear any of it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to try, you know, I was like, well, I might as well just drop out now. Like I, I don't like school. I've never, school's never been easy for me, you know, X, Y, and Z, just making up excuses basically. And, um, but I went through this whole semester and (laughs) I messed up the word semester, I think, but it's fine. Semester. I went through this whole semester. Um, and it was hard. It was really, really hard because I was taking classes that I didn't really like that much. And so for me to feel motivated to do the homework and to go to class, um, it was a little hard, but I ended up getting through it. Um, I felt myself getting in a really, really low spot, probably, Right after Thanksgiving, I felt myself getting really low, and I have struggled with depression in the past. Um, At the early age of 12, I think, I started therapy because my parents were going through their divorce, and so I started to go to counseling, and I was in counseling pretty much all through high school. Um, And then at the beginning of college, I kind of went back to counseling for a little bit, um, but I hadn't gone since then, and so... Um, I think counseling is amazing and I think every single person should go through it. It doesn't matter if you are struggling with depression or not or anxiety or not or any type of mental illness. Um, even if you don't have any type of mental illness, I think that just the stress of our society can build on a person and I think that every person needs to talk to somebody and it's okay to go and seek professional help because that's their job. Like they're there to help you and they're there to just be a listening board. And you know, they, I when I've started seeing this counselor. Um, cause I did call my mom at one point and I was like, Hey mom, I'm getting in this really low spot. Like I, I think I need to go back to counseling. And I've been seeing this counselor and she's been helping me process and kind of digest everything that's going on right now in my life. And honestly, I, went to her in a very low mindset and I've been going to her for probably four, four weeks now. Um, so pretty much just about a month. And I would say that she has helped me. Like I feel way different than like mentally. I feel way different. Um, and in a good way now than I did when I first started seeing her. And it's just those, those, um, those little tools that she's giving me to use that so that when like, I get in a really low spot or something, you know, triggers me in a bad way, I can work through that and I don't have to get negative or, you know, I don't know. You like you know what I mean? I just think that everybody should seek professional help at some point in their life because the stress of society is insane and like especially with everything going on in politics and just with our culture in general. I think there's a lot and um, just being a human, it's natural to have stress and to 
to not know how to deal with it. Like not everybody can deal with stress. And if you are that person that thinks that, no, I don't need to seek professional help. I can, you know, I can just talk it out or I can work it out myself. Like that's not always the the healthiest way sometimes. And not everybody is the same. So it's okay if someone needs professional help. I, I don't have anything against professional help. I think it's amazing. I think everyone should seek it out. Even if it's like for something super minor. Like even if you're just like, I just, I don't know how to just do this one task. I I just can't motivate myself to do this one task, you know, or if it's just, I don't know, something super minor, like it doesn't have to be a huge life event that causes traumatic stress. I think it can just be anything. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Anyways, um, sorry, went a little, little rant there. Anyways. Um, so basically, um, the end of the year kind of hit hard for me. Um, it was coming towards the end of the semester, obviously, and it was, it was getting hard. School was really stressful. I was panicking about finals. I was panicking about my grades. Like it was just, it was a hot mess. I I was a hot mess at the, at the end, um, of the semester. And I started to see the counselor, like I said, and it really helped me. Um, it helped me kind of, you know, accept the things that had happened and learn to grow from them. Um, and so basically that's how I ended the year. I ended the year, um, I ended 2018 as a year of growth. I ended it with a lot of hope for 2019. Um, and so far 2019, I mean, it's only been a few days into 2019, but so far 2019 has been a lot of growth for me. Um, I wrote down a lot of my goals for 2019 and what I wanted to do. And I think that, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about 2019 and I'm really excited about what I will do in 2019. I think that there's like so much, there's so many possibilities, you know, as to where, where I could go and what I could do. And it's just a very exciting time, but either way, 2018 overall, I think I learned the most about myself and I'm definitely more secure in who I am um, I'm definitely more secure in what I want in terms of just life. Like I'm, I'm just, I, I know now more what I want out of life than I did at the beginning of 2018. Um, and I just, I look at how in 2018, even month to month, I was a different person like January and February, you know, like I was so different and looking at how I ended the year versus how I started it. Like, it's just crazy because I had such a huge year of growth. And I was single all 2018. And it was um, like, it it felt good. It felt really, really good. And at the time I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't know that I needed a full year to be single. Um, but I did. And I realized that I don't need a man. Um, and when I, when I want a man and like, you know, Oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? Okay. I realized that I do not need a man. And if I want a man, it's because I want him, not because I need him. That is what I'm trying to say. And ladies um, or gentlemen, you know, we don't discriminate here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want someone in your life, um, you know, go after them. But you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons because that's how I perceived my old self. Like I wasn't getting in a relationship for the right reasons. I think I was just doing it because I just, I wanted to feel something. I wanted to like, I wanted to be with someone. I don't know. I wanted to be like the movies and I basically wanted to be just a movie star in my own movie. And I couldn't do that because 
the movie wasn't good. I don't know this analogy. This analogy does not make any sense. But basically what I'm trying to say is I was not in a relationship when I was secure with myself. And so therefore I was not secure in the relationship. And I had just, I I really messed up my mental by being in those relationships because I, I just hurt myself. I hurt myself mentally. And, um, you know, no one wants to do that. Like that's never good. So long story short, I learned that I can do whatever I want on my own. And I do not think that I need anyone. Of course, I'll need, I'll need family and friends. Like I will always need family and friends to support me. And some days I need to lean on them. You know what I mean? Like I I can't just walk through life alone. But at the end of the day, I only have myself and I need, I need myself and I need to support myself before I can have someone else come in and I'll let them support me. You know what I mean? And even when they do come in, I, I know that I'll be a totally different person and I don't think that I will rely on them as much as I used to. Like, I just I just know that I'll be a very different person because right now I am a different person. Um and I love this person that I am. I'm loving myself more every day. That's so cliche to say, but it's so true. Like, I really, I fell in love with myself. Like, I am my own best friend. I don't even, like, that is so pathetic to say. But I really, I love myself. Like, I laugh at my jokes. I hype myself up in the morning. Like, when I am doing my makeup, girl, oh my God. When I'm doing my makeup, I sit there. And I'll be listening to, say, like, my Beyonce playlist, okay? Or I'll be listening. I have a lot of different playlists. So sometimes I'll listen to my Beyonce one. Sometimes I'll listen to my Forget Him Sis playlist, which is basically just songs that represent empowered women who don't need a man. Um, And I just listen to those playlists. And then I'm doing my makeup and I'm putting on my, my mascara. And I'm like, bitch, look at you with the lashes, with the hair. Oh my God, whose contour is that? Oh, oh, it's mine. And then, you know, I put on the highlight and I'm like, ooh, Oh, you blind. You are blinding these people out here. You know what I'm saying? And I just, you got to hype yourself up because no one else will. And so you got to do it. And I do that in the morning, in the mirror, every day. Yes, I do talk to myself. But hey, who doesn't? You know what I mean? I'm basically talking to myself right now, just to a phone and hope that people listen. But anyways, long story short, I love myself more every day. I do little self-care things. You know, I do a face mask. I take a nice long shower. I put on the good lotion, you know. I exfoliate every now and then. I maybe do, you know, a little lip scrub. I do some essential oils. Ooh, girl, I get it all done. I do. And I listen to podcasts about self-empowerment and, you know, girl power. I love those podcasts. Um, Self-betterment, I listen to those too. You know, I'm trying to read more books. I'm trying to get more educated basically on just bettering myself. So yeah, so that is what I have in store for 2019. 2018, you were great. I do appreciate everything that you had for me, but I'm going to have to move on. I'm ready to move on to 2019. 2018 taught me a lot. 2019, I'm ready for you. You know what I mean? But yeah, so that that's what I would say recap of 2018 is. I really jumped right into everything. Didn't even have that good of an intro, but it's fine. This was long enough, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's all just hope for a great 2019. I hope you all have a great 2019. I hope it's 10 times better than 2018 because we all, we're just trying to get all better. You know what I mean? We're all just trying to make it through. We're all just trying to better ourselves, trying to 
trying to make it through life, you know? Life is crazy, and life is twisting and turning and so many curves in life that it, it'll just, you won't even see it coming. But you got to prepare. And, um, yeah, I'm just rambling at this point, so <laughs> I'm going to go. But thank you so much for listening. I hope that you all have a great, healthy, happy 2019. And I hope that um, 2018 taught you a lot of lessons that you can learn from and become a better person for that reason. So thank you so much for listening. I will see you all in the next one. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> have a great rest of your day.